The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Extra GP services, more Garthi and additional English language teachers for schools are some of the measures that may be introduced as part of a new package of state supports which has been announced by the Taoiseach. The package would apply to the 10 regions around the country that have taken the most migrants into their communities. Uh, to talk about this, we're joined by Brendan O'Connor, President of the Gather Representative Association, and by Simon Lewis, Primary School Principal and host of If I Were the Minister for Education podcast. Uh, good morning and welcome to you both. Uh, Brendan, we'll go to you first of all. We know a recruitment for older Gardaí is underway. Um, what do you make of the Taoiseach's uh, idea that more Gardaí will be deployed in these areas? Well, look at them. We just have to say, scratch our heads and say, this is more of a where the, the, the use of the word extra and addition is, is always very interesting for us. There aren't enough Gardaí to do the job that needs to be done. We're 1,000 short. We are aware that the, the current situation and what's been discussed puts additional pressure on Gardaí. So at least it's an acknowledgement that there is an extra demand as a result of the influxes and, and the associated problems that can arise. But certainly, we don't have additional members. What we're saying is, as usual, asking more of the same pool, finite pool of people. So it is an acknowledgement that resources are insufficient, but where the solution lies, we don't know. But certainly, particularly in rural Ireland areas where there's significant depletion of Gardaí, particularly in frontline response units, we're struggling with units covering massive areas. Many small stations are uh, very much understaffed as, as resources are sucked into this, what we're called district headquarters. Yeah. A lot of them are, subject, are, are earmarked for downgrading. So really, we, we don't know where, where yeah. these additional or extra guardy will come from. Okay, now if uh, the commissioner announces a, a, a you know a scheme whereby he's looking for volunteers from around the country to go into these areas, uh, do you think there'd be an appetite among some of your members to uh, abandon the more urban areas and uh, go to these rural areas? Well, we as an association have a lot of members who are seeking transfers to different locations and people maybe that are moving out of urban areas as as their lifestyle changes. So certainly we'd have no problem filling any vacancy, I would imagine. But, I mean, we saw the it's just this kind of crisis management or reactive policing that we always have in the GBA rather than a level of preparedness. We saw the focus was on Dublin City in recent months. We had guards being pulled out of outlying areas into there to supplement there. And now we're saying the new problem is maybe in country areas. So it's just, you know, moving insufficient numbers around, trying to plug holes and gaps when the overall the, the problem isn't actually being solved with, with additional and more guarantee because we've, we've, we've talked this many times, recruitment and retention bat. So this, as I say, this term additional or extra is always interesting to us. There are no extra guarantee. There are no additional guarantee. We're just asking more of the same pool, yeah. pool of people. Now, w- one of the questions that will come up, I'm sure, is whether or not these positions will be permanent. Um, it's not expected that all of these uh, asylum seeker accommodations will be there forever. Um, so you up sticks, you flog your house, get out of your apartment, whatever, and go to work in Eclaire or Mayo or Kerry or whatever it might be. And then you're told two years on when the crisis has passed, uh, it's over. Yeah, back you go. Yes, well, look, in any of these areas, urban or rural, there is a severe depletion of Gardaí, so there's enough sufficient work and demand for service there to, to, to keep Gardaí, so uh, it shouldn't, should, that shouldn't arise. But again, there will be another crisis, another focus, and the extra Gardaí promise will be focused somewhere else, and there may be a demand to move, but that's something the logistics we will be able to manage or look at going forward. Yeah. Now, one of the things that we'll be talking to Simon in a moment about uh, teaching and so on, 
English teaching, Gardaí may not have the wherewithal to talk to people from uh, other countries who don't have much of a command of English. Well, no, there can be communication difficulties, but we do have access to interpreter services outside the organisation that can be relied upon in time. But that, that's a small hurdle that can be overcome. We'd be delighted if, if that was the only issue that arose, the fact that we'd have actually personnel to deal with these incidents or to deal with the situation. We would work them, but we just don't have them. So it's, it's, it's kind of, it doesn't make sense to suggest that there are extra Gardaí available. Now, uh, Gardaí in the full-time rank-and-file cast a cold eye on the Garda Reserve Force over the years. Is there a role for Garda Reserve in filling some of these positions? Well, when we see the nature of the confrontations and the conflicts and the difficulties and the serious incidents involved around the country, some of them are are spraying seriously beyond public order into serious criminal damage and arson. So I don't know where the role for a a part-time untrained person would be for that. But I mean, the Garda Reserve has been uh, no more than actually a lot more than the full-time service has been very much depleted. There's a very little uptake, very little interest in it, and people are leaving that in their droves. So, um, again, if, if the people are available, there may be a role for them, but we don't see it, and, and certainly the facts don't 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 stack up. Finally, uh, Brendan, the Taoiseach announced that these extra resources would be made available. Uh, have you heard from the Commissioner yet? I mean, has no. he outlined his plans? No, we, we, we have had no consultation on this subject whatsoever, but that wouldn't be the norm. Our members learn nearly on a weekly basis about initiatives within their own organisation and with, from, from uh, press briefings. So uh, there is a, there's a lack of consultation. That's an ongoing issue we've raised many, many times. All right, Brendan O'Connor, President of the Garda Representative Association. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Simon Lewis, Primary School Principal, host of If I Were the Minister for Education podcast. Simon, uh, listening to all of that. Uh, many of the arguments put forward by Brendan would probably apply to the teaching profession. Yes, good, good morning, Pat. Uh, nice to talk to you. I, I, I nearly feel, uh, listening to Brendan there, you could just replace the word Garda with teacher and, you know, we could have the same conversation. Um, there aren't enough teachers in the system, um, you know, and I, I have to say as well, I mean, this isn't our new uh, migrants' fault at all. And, and I absolutely, I'm, I, I hate to see um, and, and absolutely condemn the, uh, the, how people are reacting by protesting outside their, their accommodations. It's not their fault that this is the problem, um, but we have to do something about it. The trouble is we don't have enough teachers. Uh, there aren't enough teachers coming to the system this year. Uh, we weren't able to fill all the places in teacher training colleges for the first time in my living memory. Um, and it, it just feels like similar to Brendan there, people may readily move to a different area, let's say to a rural area for um, if the opportunity came up, but then they're leaving a gap somewhere else. Yeah. So effectively, we're kind of moving deck chairs around the Titanic, I'd, yeah. I'd suggest. And, and, and then the nature of things with children, particularly, I mean, there was a prediction that many primary schools would be closing because of a population bubble that was uh, was moving through the system. And eventually we'd have too many places in primary school because of influxes of of. Uh, uh, migrant populations, I suppose, uh, be they with or without visas and, uh, you know, the growing Irish population, less people leaving. Um, do you discern that that bubble has moved on or do we still need every place we have? It looks like um, our population of primary school children isn't uh, decreasing as they expected. Um, so we, we, I suppose we have to react to that and 
therefore train more teachers. I mean, we have had a crisis in terms of teaching numbers since 2014. This isn't just a recent thing. Uh, This is just exacerbating it, I suppose. Um, And ultimately, despite, I mean, several calls uh, to uh, the Department of Education and to the representative bodies within uh, who who are uh, supposed to represent us, um, nothing really has changed in the last 10 years. There's been a lot of sound bites, the kind of thing we're going to put in extra teachers, even in terms of English language, uh, we heard uh, when uh, a couple of years ago when our, the Ukrainians started coming to Ireland that we'd uh, pull in some additional resources. Uh, we're, it, it, they changed the rules but didn't uh, add additional teachers to the system. Uh, mm. So it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, so the, the the problem, I suppose, will always be more the adults than the, the children. The adults may come with some little bit of English um, the children, they go to school and it is extraordinary how quickly in primary school, when they're in that madly learning phase, that they can master English rather more quickly than we might have expected. But they do need a specific help. They, they certainly do. And again, um, English as additional language uh, is, is very, um, I suppose, specialised uh, type of teaching. And primary school teachers aren't uh, always equipped with that specialised teaching. Uh, again, the curriculum we have for uh, English as additional languages is, is over 20 years old. It hasn't been updated. The training opportunities are very poor. Um, again, we were promised extra training. Uh, my my wife works in a school with um, 70% of the children would have English as additional language needs. They have um, three teachers for nearly, I suppose, 350 uh, children who would have those needs. And when training came along, two of their teachers were allowed to be trained. Uh, so, you know, the the resources just aren't there. Um, and on top of that, you know, the the actual initial resourcing for English as additional needs were cut in 2009 and have never actually come back particularly. So it's it's a bit of a mess, unfortunately. And, um, you know, we get flashpoints like this where we where, where we have to firefight and firefight we will. Um, but we really it's it's going to be very, very difficult um, and even more difficult as uh, things uh, continue to change. Um, do we need to be a bit more creative about what we do with, uh, for example, children coming into a primary school? There are loads of people um, who are off doing other things. Some of them have gone through their working life and retired. But one of the first things they did was TEFL, teaching English as a foreign language. I mean, Ronnie Drew, the late Ronnie Drew, by the way, did that in Spain. He <laughs> Ronnie taught the Spanish how to speak English. Uh, go figure. There go. But there, lo- there go. are lots of people out there who could actually be working, you know, within the schools, but not as part of the formal school structure in getting the kids going. Because one of the things that I'd be afraid of, and there are some schools in Ireland where many of the pupils, if not a majority, ended up being from outside the jurisdiction. So if you've got a load of Ukrainians, for example, who are in class together, they won't speak English. They'll speak Ukrainian to each other. And that slows down the assimilation process. Mm. Um, I suppose you raised a few points there. Um, I think the the main one really, and, and similar to Ronnie Drew, I went over to Spain myself when I was a student to and learned how to be a, a TEFL teacher as it was back then. Um, we do have English language teachers. The course to become a TEFL teacher isn't as long as becoming a primary school teacher. I think um, it is a good creative idea. We have, um, we need uh, people who may not teach mainstream classes, but could come into schools specifically uh, for English and additional language. It isn't ideal because ideally when we're when we're trying to teach English, we're trying to do that within the classroom uh, where so 
um it's not as you know you're not sending children out of the room uh all the time that that also has it can be problematic but when you're in a crisis you probably need to put in creative solutions and that might be one of them uh, that could happen much more quickly than trying to train up a load of primary school teachers. Yeah, I, I'm aware of um, a retired primary school teacher who's actually uh, volunteering to teach English to Ukrainians. So I'm sure there are many people out there who'd mm-hmm. love to give a dig out, um, whether for pay or as volunteers. But anyway, we need to be creative, as you say. Simon, thank you very much uh, for joining us on the programme. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.